Hey guys, Amir Ryder here with the Cloud9 Podcast. I'm here with my guest, CEO of Telesero, Billy. How's it going, man? How you doing, brother? Doing good on our end. Everything good your way? Everything's good, man. Everything's good. I see you got the turtleneck on. It's, it's, it's a little chilly up uh, by where you're at. Yeah, a little chilly. Yep, we're up in New York here. We got an office in New York and uh, in Atlanta and then Spain. So I was in our Spain office last week and I'm missing it this week. It's chilly up our way. Nice. So, so a lot of the times I'm talking about sales with sales leaders, which is awesome. And, and it's, it's my passion. Um, you know, I think for us this year, we'd love to talk a little bit more about uh, the customer support leaders and customer success leaders. I know you're the CEO, so I'm sure you got your sales yep. belt on as well, but I know you have um, a good Absolutely. pulse of what's going on in the, the support role. So maybe you could tell a little bit everybody about your background and how you kind of came up with the idea of, of Telesera. It'd be great for all the listeners to know that story yeah absolutely absolutely you know it's a funny story you know by trade um you know we're an investment management firm so um we manage people's money on the stock market we manage about 600 million on the market um during that time i was approached with a lot of um, startup opportunities so you know we don't invest in a lot of startups but people would come to me with ideas opportunities so you know being an entrepreneur i was always interested to hear what they had so, you know, we don't necessarily invest in startups, but what do you got? So we hear them out. And, um, you know, a couple of the opportunities that we came around to um, were heavily in the call center space. So they were investment opportunities to get into the call center space. You know, back when energy deregulation was big, solar opportunities were big. So we ramped up pretty big. We had, you know, anywhere from 800 to 2,000 agents on the phones at any given point in time. And, um, you know, the biggest thing that we started to realize is the solutions that we were using, they were clunky, they weren't scalable, um, they were expensive, we weren't able to, um, we weren't able to do what we wanted to do, you know, I'm one of those people that, you know, I'm always asking questions, you know, and I'm always asking, you know, why can't we do this, whatever, so, you know, the biggest thing that we realized being an investment guy, I was always looking at our numbers and our biggest line item was always our software. So I started to venture down when that business kind of closed its doors naturally. Um, we had an exit from there. Um, I started to realize, you know, why don't we, you know, the campaigns and the things like that are always going to come and go. But if we could be that shovel where people are always looking to dig for gold, um, you know, we'll always be in business. So long story short, we spent about three years developing the Telesero platform. And really the thing I think that's made us ex very successful is we built it based on our needs. Um, you know, I was a very for the user, by the user. Exactly, exactly. And, you know, we ask questions that, you know, when we're coming across, you know, we come across new clients, they're very happy because they understand that we thought of it the way that they were thinking of it, not from another provider where the other, they're just software companies. You know, they've never ran a call center before. They don't know the ins and the outs of the business. So they can't truly provide you a solution that they don't necessarily they've never experienced the problem yep so you know that's um you know that's really helped us you know it's helped us grow quickly um, we have great relationship with our clients and you know the biggest thing i think is we try to really act like an active resource for them we're not just a service provider we're really trying to help them be successful you know whether it's giving them options for you know other resources or whatever it may be so yeah, and I think, I think one of the things thing. you said to me before we started talking was that you just do nimble, right, and you didn't quick to change. But it's an interesting yep. story from, from managing money, which you're still doing, right? You're in New York City. Yep. I'm like, thank yep. you, because I would always say I'm not going to live in New York City <laughs> unless I'm in finance, right? So 
You're ticking off right. that box. Exactly. Um, yeah, exactly. Got into the call center business, saw the issues yeah. with the technology, saw that line item. That sounds really big to us too, because I see that same line item and we're converting right. cloud tasking into a platform right now. And it's exactly. very similar story, right? It's, it, it's, I'm a sales, right. I'm a CEO, but I'm an SDR at heart. Right. And our main right. service is sales yep. as a service. So it's that aha moment where it's like, okay, we can build something that can really solve the issues of the operator, right? So yeah, exactly. you, you, you got out of that business, out of, the, out of the call center business, and boom, right into the software company. And yeah. it's, it's a great story, right? Because at the same time, it's not someone didn't throw a deck by your, your desk and you funded it and you funded it. You actually right. felt the pain. You've experienced that technology. And that probably allows you as a CEO to lead the company from a product development side. Um, as well yes, as a sales and marketing side. So that's, all, that's, that's great. Um, what, what were some of those problems that you, you saw with um, the customer support platforms that you were using when you were a call center operator? Yeah, you know, I think, you know, the biggest problems that we started to realize was um, we had no, I guess, no availability or a way to really customize it and tailor it to directly towards our needs. Mm -hmm. So there was a lot of things and it would do 80% of what we need, but that 20% of what we needed, it was really a make or break situation with our business. So we vetted a lot of different options and, you know, we talked to a lot of different companies and the, basically what we started to realize is they all have their cookie cut solutions and, um, you know, nobody was taking the time to get to know our business and understand what would truly benefit us. So that's kind of, you know, every client that we bring on, we get to know them. Our onboarding process is very thorough. We don't rush it. You know, it's not something where, you know, hey, we can have you up tomorrow morning. I mean, we have the technology to do that, but we take the time to understand what are the problems that you're facing every day? Where are you spending most of your time every day? How can we solve those problems? And then how can we alleviate you from some of your daily tasks? So we put a lot of the logic of, you know, high level BPO companies and, that type of um, you know proactive management because you got to think you know a call center dealing with a hundred agents you got ten managers dealing with all those agents or you know ten thousand agents in the big cases it's hard to keep an eye on everything so you know we try to build things that automate and help them proactively manage and um, you know it's not just something that flicks on and makes calls there's it's actually thinking it's smart. It alerts you of problems so you can stay proactive about things. So I think those are the biggest things that we just tried to understand. What are we trying, what's our end user trying to accomplish and how do we do that more so than a technology standpoint, but the logic that we're building into the technology. That's great. And let me ask you a question. When it comes to customer support, are, are, do you see that primarily B2C companies are making the right investments in support and B2B is kind of lacking. And I feel like I'm kind of like putting words in your mouth the way I asked that question, but um, do you see no, that trend or yeah. do you see, do you see it equal or is you there know, a disparity between uh, B2C and B2B when it comes to support? You know, I think there's a disparity and I think that people are kind of catching up to it because here's the thing that I started to realize is there's a big shift in who the consumer is these days. So the companies we're used to dealing with, you know, my parents and, you know, my aunts and uncles that, you know, they're not as tech savvy. They want to get on the phone. Sometimes they want to sit and talk to them in person, you know, yeah. that very old school mentality. Our generation is a lot different. We don't want to talk to anybody. We don't want to see anybody. We don't want to necessarily pick up the phone. We want to have the ability to communicate through whatever our preferred channel is. Mm -hmm. So that's what, you know, we started to realize, um, 
you know, with some of the technology that we're building, it's, you know, kind of being more proactive when you call into the IVR, it gives an option, you know, hey, just so you're aware, you can also speak to one of our agents through, um, you know, text message as well. Would you like our system to send you a text message and connect you with one of our agents? So those are the types of things that we're just trying to appeal to all um, of the consumer. And I think that's what I think that's what, you know, a lot of industries are starting to realize is they're trying to catch up to who the consumer actually is and how to really get into their channels and be able to facilitate them. Because I think if you can get into where their preferred channel is, you're going to have a happy customer because you're communicating and you're getting things done on, you know, the way that they want it done. Yeah. Well, now that we're talking about channels, I'm huge and on the channel. I'm like, you can reach me on literally any, you could DM me on Instagram, you can LinkedIn (laughs) message me. You could send me a carrier pigeon note. It'll probably land on my desk. Um, (laughs) What channels are you seeing um, that are up and coming? What channels does Telesero Telesero, um, use? And like, where do you see the future of that? So, you know, we, um, we had a great platform for just phones at first. You know, it was a phone only platform um, and we quickly developed into Omnichannel, as you mentioned, um, you know, chat support, web chat support, SMS, um, all of those. You know, I think the channels are really transitioning towards, um, you know, as you mentioned, and I think what a lot of the um, emphasis in the big, large companies with thousands and thousands of employees that we're seeing is having the technology to service the client without them reaching or needing to talk to or deal with a person. Mm -hmm. So, you know, whether that be smart IVRs where you can just talk through and you call in and they say, what would you like to do today? You say, pay my bill. And, you know, it does this little funny noise and it's calculating. And then I don't have the attention span for IVRs either. For me, it's too slow. (laughs) Yeah, exactly, exactly. And, you know, now we're seeing, too, the, the IVRs, they're changing channels as well. So, you know, there's, um, you know, I apologize, my connection's one a little bit, but, you know, there's text message IVRs where you can text and say, hey, this is what I'm looking to do today, and then they give you a little list. So that's what we're seeing. It's a lot of self-serve stuff, um, you know, where people can do it on their time when they get done with their busy day and it's midnight and they think, mm-hmm. oh, I completely forgot to do whatever I forgot to do today. Yeah, you know, I still have the option to do that. I don't have to call into a call center and they say, hey, you know, our office hours are eight to six. Please call back tomorrow. You know, I think that's the biggest thing is, um, you know, like yourself, you're always available. And, you know, I try to make myself always available as well. And people really appreciate that. And they'll choose you over a competitor if you just have accessibility in not only channels, but when and how they can reach you as well. Yeah. I'm in multiple slots. I'm in like 20 different Slack channels. Um, <laughs> I know. Is, I saw it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I it. actually have a software that combines all these channels that I, I keep finding okay. more and more of them. It has like everything in one. Um, right. Right. Yeah. I was using free ones and I would just pay it a hundred bucks a month. Uh, a year, yeah, exactly. excuse me, for one. Right, but um, right. yeah, I, I'm like, I'm a big believer of, of omnichannel and that push notification. And I think the thing that comes up with that becomes um, that, the, you know, the data privacy um, push is also big, right? Because I think for us as leaders, we want to give people right. support instantaneously, but we also have to make sure that as we rush to give people omnichannel, we also ensure to protect our data. Um, and and right. so that's, that's something that um, I think we battle with our compliance team all the time because they want to slow us down, right? <laughs> Um, yeah absolutely yeah so that's that's and do you see 
do you see B2B starting to adopt some of these practices a little bit more? Because I think I, I always feel like B2B is, is just such a rush to grow. Um, and I'm, right. I'm not talking about e-commerce B2B. Uh, you know, I think, I think commerce B2B gets it. But I think B2B yeah. and software support is really reactive. Um, yeah, and it, it's, it's not really proactive. They're, they're more likely to hire more sales development reps to, you know, to uh, right. satisfy the investor's need versus the consumer need. Um, right. I think, Absolutely. I think we'll see that change. And then I, as you, you I, I think, yeah, I agree. Yeah. I'm like, I asked you for a G2 crowd review, um, you know, in the past, right. right. I think, I think with more review sites and people becoming more, less relying on salespeople more on the internet that I think, uh, B2B companies are going to have to react to that and they're going to have to make sure that you yep. are literally talking about, you know, I use Telesero and for support, but their support is also amazing. Right. Right. Um, exactly. Absolutely. You know, that's what really what we've realized, you know, over the years is um, people are holding companies more accountable for support. It's not really um, an additional like cherry on top. It's really a necessity at this point. Mm -hmm. So, you know, what we've realized is we've done well because, you know, our support's really solid. We're attentive. We're there 24 hours a day. And, you know, nine times out of 10, when we get a new customer and we ask them, you know, we always make sure to ask them, how do they hear about us? what made you choose us over the company that you've already been working with for the last five years? And they just say, Hey, listen, you know, the technology, you know, they had great stuff over there, but you know, their support is really just subpar. You know, we couldn't get the attention that we needed. We couldn't get them to care about us. And, you know, that's the biggest thing that we really realized, you know, my background being that we are an investment management firm, we're dealing with people's life savings on a daily basis. Mm. So we take things extremely seriously. If they have a question at nine o'clock at night, we answer it that night because chances are they're not going to be able to sleep at night without the answer to that question. Yeah. So that's really what I've tried to transition over into our entire business. As long as you just treat these people like people and try to understand where their heads at, understand, you know, really the things that they're, you know, going through and identify and empathize with that. Um, we do very well. And I think that any business, that's the biggest thing that you should always keep in mind is just, you know, treat your customers like friends and family and, you know, they'll be your friends and family and customers forever. And, um, you know, that's what we try to live by. So, you know, I think people are getting, you know, a taste of that and not just our own company, but I think there's other companies out there that are doing it well mm -hmm. and they're kind of ruining it for the companies that have been complacent and just been yeah. able to like Whoa. get by by pushing they're ruining sales. It. They're, like they're, pushing, they're pushing it. You know, yeah, pushing, exactly. They're pushing the skill. And like for me, uh, you know, I think I, I, I would love to become an expert at customer support and sale uh, and success. That's kind of my next, uh, my next phase in my career because I like to lead right. the cloud task from uh a position of being able to do that job that you know our teammates are doing right and i, I spent so many right. so many years in sales and marketing um and, and now i have to like it's almost like i have to go back every three weeks and update my certification right but um <laughs> you know building these relationships with leaders like yourself because this gives me the ability to really just like call and be like hey man what's going on out there what, what is it what do we right. need to do to provide our customers with the best tech the best advice the best implementation but yeah. also the best trained reps and management systems right because i think right, it's, it's right. also we live in a world where technology is rampant but the yep. the trained workforce has fallen behind because we've gotten really good at development right um but right. i think and obviously my opinion might be biased i run a bpo but i think um <laughs> you know employees and and that that really take pride in their job and, and self-educate 
and stay with companies that have gone down. So it's like something we have to we have to almost combat, if that makes sense. Right. Um, yeah, absolutely. And eventually, I think you know the future, right? I think I think a lot of this will be machine learning, and and people will be less customer support reps, more customer support trainers, right? Yeah, um, absolutely. Training the machines and and monitoring the machines, yep. and that's kind of like uh, I think what we'll see in the next five to ten years. And I know that both of us will be probably pioneering that in some way. Um, yeah, absolutely. So this has been awesome. What, what's what's next for uh, Telesero the next five, uh, two, five, ten years? So, you know, the next, you know, short term, um, we have a platform that we've been working on, um, kind of the version two, if you will, of our current platform. Um, we've spent the last year and a half um, developing that. We're rolling that out in the next 60 days or so. Um, so we're extremely excited about that. You know, the current platform we have, it's great, but there was a lot of flaws um, and limitations due to the technology that we built it on. So, you know, basically what we did is we, um, you know, we don't have a big ego when it comes to what we do. We're always learning and we're always willing to admit if we were wrong. And, you know, there were some things that I think we could have done differently and now we're doing them differently. So we'll be rolling that platform out in the next, you know, 60 to 90 days. And then really it's a full push, um, you know, to really just scale from there, um, gain some big market share and then, you know, possibly explore, um, you know, an exit or a potential partnership to push into pioneering the next wave of things, as you mentioned, because, you know, we see things ever changing and, um, you know, we think that we have the technology and the team to be in front of kind of what the next wave is. And, um, you know, so we're excited, you know, we see a lot of things changing and, you know, every day things are changing in the industry with regulation and, you know, different things. So we're trying to stay in front of that and, you know, just bob and weave and have some fun. Man, you're, you're a New Yorker in New York, man. Speed and staying ahead is, is in your blood. Right. right. So Absolutely. Absolutely. Not too worried about Telesero and, and, and you. I, I think uh, you guys have great leadership over there and I, I appreciate the product appreciate you built. It. And uh, if anyone Likewise. in the customer success, customer support, leadership role, wanted to reach out to you, ask for advice, uh, learn more about what you guys are doing. How can they reach you? What's the best way? Um, you know, they can always go on our website. We have live chat there as well. Um, they can submit from there. And then, um, you know, anybody's welcome to just send me a direct email. Um, it's Billy, B-I-L-L-Y at telesero.com. And um, I'm available all the time. So if you send me a message at midnight, you'll get an answer at 1 a.m. <laughs> so. Billy, man. I appreciate you taking the time. I look forward to hopefully seeing Absolutely. you in uh, the beginning of March. Um, yep. In Miami, we'll get some we'll get, get some sun, a little bit of uh, a little bit Absolutely. of heat before springtime comes. Yeah. Thanks I again for uh, <laughs> joining the Cloud Nine podcast, man. Thank you, great. brother. It was a pleasure. I appreciate it. We'll All talk right. soon. See you, man.